Well, let's just do it. And doesn't it feel like, I don't know if it's because it's, you know, Memorial Weekend and so people were just out and, you know, doing things, but like, it just feels like a whole new world. Oh, 100%. You know, and when I think of where we were a year ago oh, and just the quietness and the, the frightening. Yeah, I came into work today and like it's there's full time employees here. Yeah, you guys would know right next to the double wide. Where it's, it's, we haven't seen this many people in our building Millennial since. Millennial Hannah's back. Yeah. Yeah. And just like driving up north and like going into Ely and it was bustling and I went shopping and. You know, like it felt like old. I can't even, tell you the traffic though on Friday oh, going I up there. I believe it. I've never seen anything like it. Trying to make this one turn in this one small town, it took me like half an hour. Wow! It was yeah. so. I've never seen anything so crazy. It's fun, but it does feel like people. I have a new lease on life and they're just wanting to go out and be with their friends and right. family and have fun. And it just, I feel like you can feel it in the air, the energy. you know? So it was interesting, CBS this morning, um, they always look at everything a little bit differently and sometimes they, they just have really great stories. And Nikki Batiste They had give it more time. More time, that's it. And Nikki Batiste did a story about as more Americans get vaccinated, and things open up, how historians say we may be entering another Roaring Twenties. So here we go. The Roaring Twenties, defined by flapper girls, automobiles, new fashion trends, and overall economic prosperity. It was the start of the jazz era and also prohibition, which led to a rise in speakeasies and wild underground parties. A century later, some are speculating we may be about to experience deja vu. The original Roaring Twenties came after Great American Hardship. Post-World War I and the flu pandemic, which left around 50 to 100 million people dead worldwide, many of them young. Historian John Barry is the author of The Great Influenza, a book about the 1918 pandemic. How are the moods different between the Roaring Twenties and what we are about to probably see. A whole sense of relief, you know, a sense of almost survivor guilt for young people who, who survived the war, who survived the pandemic. There's a recklessness back then, uh, a wildness to the, to the 1920s. So this is, we'll mm-hmm. just keep this story going, okay, because there's mm-hmm. like three parts. Many are ready to show their faces beyond the virtual world and possibly sport a new look. In the 20s, it was the time of sequins and hairpieces. So for our Roaring 20s, will what's old be new again? What is the one adjective you would use to describe the fashion world you think we're about to see? Saucy. 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 It's going to be saucy. Samantha Berry is the editor-in-chief at Glamour magazine. She thinks we'll see a return of 1920s fashion. People want joy, and they want it in fashion. In the Roaring Twenties, people suddenly had bobs. Women had bobs. Bobs are back. Bobs Bobs are are back. back. Why a bob? What's the psychological motivation after a pandemic? There's something about, um, for women in particular, about a haircut that marks uh, an event, right? We're coming out, we're doing something different, something has happened in my life. So there's something kind of uh, almost like the shedding. Yeah, and we've seen that, you know, with people, more people are embracing, like if they don't want to color their hair. Right. Back in the 20s, you know, in the 1920s, they got rid of their corsets and they had the flapper dresses. And if you're a flat-chested girl, you could be braless and throw on a thing of pearls. And I like that they think the sauciness because it's just like, you know, 
I know. It, 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 it Really, what's so weird, Lori, is what we experienced this weekend, you know, and everyone's experiencing here. And then to watch an event being filmed in Paris and how far behind they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With vaccines. No, I know. You know, they have, you know, a timeline where, where I forget the thing when everyone has to go home. Curfew still yeah, at night. Yeah. I mean, it's so behind us i'm so grateful where we're at right no i know because it, it is a different feeling it's, of just it, it, we're got to be grateful absolutely oh, let's play the last part of the audio prosperity could also be in our future in the 1920s the stock market boomed to levels never seen before and the economy grew around 40 percent the comparisons to today already being drawn prosperity affect everyone there was a reckoning then and now today's images at the border and on the streets mirrored in the 1920s faces of immigrants and black people who were segregated and discriminated against like the 1920s we emerged slowly a roar building will what the virus exposed change us or will we forget the lessons when the party starts so, will this next decade end up looking like a scene out of The Great Gatsby? Or will this era's roar mean, well, more? I don't what know. What do you guys think? I, I, I don't know. Rocco, are you... I mean, if you guys have been following sports at all, like, <clears throat> a lot, there's there's the fans are kind of going crazy in the stands and throwing stuff at people. Mm-hmm. I feel like there is like a wildness that's coming. Well, when you yeah. say that, Rocco, when you just say that because American Airlines and I don't right. know, I don't know, Southwest, Southwest, they are not serving alcohol in their planes anymore because the passengers are so unruly to the flight attendants. Mm-hmm. I read that. No, there is. Uh, and you guys were in Vegas. Did you sense anything? Well, well just I mean, freedom. Just basically freedom. not having to wear a mask if you don't want to. I was reckless with my hand sanitizer. She was reckless with her hand washing. Okay. I'll never do that again. But um, <laughs> <laughs> that was the only recklessness that I spotted. <laughs> I was. Uh, I didn't wash my hands. But um, yeah, I hope it doesn't mean that you know people are going to be wild and and you know like unruly, unruly. But yeah, uh, or crime, or you know, and right. all that kind of stuff. But I do think that um okay there so people either have thick skin or thin mm-hmm. skin you know i think uh serena williams she was just said talking that about that yep. with naomi osaka and herself but i mean everyone is going to come through this last year changed in something some way yes. in some way yes. and for people that really um not to say that they have thin skin, but people that are really already have, they feel things maybe more deeply. Mm-hmm. They have, um, they're depressed or whatever. I think that there's, I think that people need to be more aware of that. If you're a, one of the thick skin people, you're one of the lucky thick, you, do, yeah. you don't have any of those things and you feel like you're going to get through, you're going to yeah. get through this, that that's. Like you're only only half the people are that lucky. Yeah, and other people, it's it's hard. It's delicate. It's it's delicate. It's delicate. It feels nerve wracking, and um, and we see and you see this with with people that you know too. Ones who are after being a year of isolation or even over a year of isolation. A lot of people are very hesitant to go back to work, to go see their friends again, to mm-hmm. be in a public Travel, place, yeah. to travel. 
So people are all experiencing things at different right. levels, like you said. And, you know, in a way, I think you and I were lucky in that we got to come to work every day and they sent everybody else home. Exactly. To keep people from on air being sick, which that was pretty cool. I didn't realize that for the longest time. Neither did I. But um, <laughs> but the, it really is. The, the lucky part of that, and even though we lost Donnie Love, which was absolutely devastating. Devastating. And not, you know, he didn't literally die, you guys. You can listen to him as Dr. Don <laughs> mm-hmm. in the mornings on WGDUI. But um, it was, it gave us a continuity of life so that we all get the up. life as we knew it didn't end completely. Right. We still had this. We still had this anchor of fun. We had to get in fun. our car. We had to go to work. Yes. yes. And yes. so that gave us this pillar of... Um, for me, anyway, oh. I feel very grateful about that because, I mean, I cracked up just doing it, like, Two broadcasting days. from home for six days. <laughs> well, you six days? I was only one. Six days. I hated every minute. I was cracking up. I did mm-hmm. not like it at all. I felt very out of sorts. So. But now you know what the right click is, Larry. Julia, <laughs> I did. I got I got away for a long time in my fun life. Not knowing not what the right that. click was. And I taught her where the search bar is. So we, we really, it was good for you. All right, when we come back, it's time for Random Thoughts. You know, I saw this story the other day. Did you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if... And now, Julia's Random Thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. All right, people, it's like National Heimlich Maneuver Day, and it is Pen Pal Day. What? It's National Heim- Heimlich Maneuver Day. I don't know why we celebrate Let's hope it. we don't need to partake in But that. do you guys know how to do it? Mm-hmm. I think so. Reach around. Reach around, thumbs underneath the ribcage, and push up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Have you ever had to do that to anybody at a restaurant? I feel like, I don't know, but I feel like someone... Casey did. Really? Oh, of course he did. Yeah. At a restaurant. Oh. Wow. I don't know if you were there or who was there. Where, what, when what? was this? I don't know. Was it with my mom? Yes, I it think was it my was. Mom. was it? it wasn't there. It was my sisters and Casey. Yeah. We're with my mom. Yeah. Somebody was choking yeah. on meat and Casey. No, uh, it's better than the way he just hits your back hard if you're coughing. Well, he could also dislodge, dis- dislodge a, lung. a lung or something. He's such a hearty back clapper. <laughs> we all just tense up. Around. Even when he comes in to give me a hug, I go, gentle, gentle. Oh, I know. Gentle, gentle. All right, this is This is something about the population, okay? okay. So China's government today just announced, or yesterday, that couples in China can now have a third child. Whoa, that must mean uh, they're running out of uh, people. They're running out of people. So family planning restrictions started in China in 1980 when the government instituted a one-child-per-household policy out of fear it wouldn't have resources to provide for the swelling population at the time. Then they relaxed that cap to two children in 2015. If you remember that, too, it had to be a boy. Yeah. Okay. Terrible. In, in 2015, you could have two kids. Following the pandemic's baby bust, it's realizing it needs to confront the problem more urgently. And so they were down in 2020, 18% in b- births. 
for the fourth year in the And there row. weren't going to be girls to marry the boys I know. and have more babies. I, I mean, this was just a, what a disaster. So they fewer do babies disa- are fewer workers. But this right. demographic, the time bomb is yeah. going on globally. Oh, it is? Yes. And South Korea's birth rates um, per woman fell to 0.84 last year. Mm-hmm. That's the lowest in the world. Oh, man. Um, the replacement rate to keep a stable population are 2.1 children. So that's way below Rocco, it. you falling down on the job at Japan stopping is struggling. at one. I know it. I know, Japan sorry. is struggling. Um, the U.S. population grew at its slowest rate since the Great Depression from 2010 to 2020. Um, it's declined now for the sixth straight year in a row. Yeah. Germany doesn't have enough people to fill its cities. It's oh. taken down 330,000 housing units. Do you think he should be telling us this type of a well, thing? Well, I'm, I'm just saying of June people 1st? to go out and procreate. All right. Have that some that babies. doesn't seem like what you're telling us. Have but. some babies, people. Have some kids right now. All right. Do you guys think you're a good kisser? I think so. I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do, but I've I've been kissed by people who are not good kissers right. that think they're good kissers. Exactly. So I think a lot of us think we're good kissers. Two thirds of us think we're good kissers. Mm-hmm. Um, three per, only three percent say they're terrible at it. Huh. Um, a survey last week found we're more confident um, about our kissing skills than we are about our driving skills after the oh. pandemic. Oh, isn't that funny? funny? Yeah. Um, one in four think they're great at kissing. Mm-hmm. Um, we all m- remember our first kiss. We've heard of yours. I remember mine. Earl Taylor. Yeah. I'm not going to mention names in the mm-hmm. air. Um, cause <laughs> they still live here. Um, and just you, either you're traumatized or you don't know what to do or whatever. Traumatized. Yes. Yeah. Basically that. Mm-hmm. But 21% think they're just fine. But so only one in eight people said their first kiss was bad. They're, they're oh, lucky. They and there's two of us right here. Was, was yours, yours bad? Yeah, I think so the girl tried to pass a green bean back and forth in our mouths in order to kind of make that, it less awkward, I guess. Oh, God, that sounds horrible. Yeah, well, that's like, that doesn't too count bad it as wasn't a like a big jawbreaker or something <laughs> yeah. fun and sweet and sexy and I think round. we were in the dining room at German camp. Wow. Okay, okay of course you oh. went to German camp. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think passing a green bean counts as kissing. What was the next? Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash LJPod50 and use code LJPod50 to get 50% off. That's code LJPod50 at factormeals.com slash LJPod50 to get 50% off. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Kiss. Uh, I do. Think. I think it's funny. Probably like seventh grade or something. Okay. That was kind of awkward too. Were you reached in to kiss or she reached in to kiss you? I think you? Uh, she was, I, I had a whole bunch of experiences where girls wanted to practice like kissing on me. Yes. Because think, you're so cute. Yeah, they didn't they just, want to be yeah. your girlfriend or anything. Exactly. You had right. just to practice. That, that practice. To like a little brother. Times, yeah. So you were like the warm up band. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that happened a few times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love it that it's a green bean. Yeah. Okay. I would have done it with dessert or something. Ooh. Okay. So, um, other things that are happening is that there's a new term for road rage, and it's called arousal. Oh, jeez. That that sounds too sexy, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, here's the new terms. They say it's um, psychologists out of the University of Houston. Oh, some people are getting aroused at getting how well, mad. I'm going to give you the description okay. what arouse means because if you get angry behind the wheel, you might be experiencing arousal. In psychology, you have a road erection. No, no. more. I'm, I'm sorry, officer. I was having accelerators. That's why I was speeding. I'm having a small road erection right now, and my pants feel tight. I had to push the accelerator. Wouldn't that be a funny? All right, that'd be a funny excuse. But in psychology, arousal is anything that causes stress, and it's not necessarily sexual. Oh, they think. Um, you know, your people who experience it deal with 50% more stress than drivers who don't. If you experience accelerousal, <laughs> even small things can trigger accelerousal, like having to hit your brakes for a red life. Wow. Excuse me. It's a good <laughs> I got a road erection. <laughs> I like it. Do you go there? I'm just having an accelerousal. You guys That's have, funny. Do you guys have um, deja vus? I think so, yeah. Yeah. I haven't had one for a while, but I mean, like I had one driving up I north. I have them driving. I, I have so many driving. driving, and I'll tell you why, Julia. Because you got the lucky, the Lucy loser, not Lucy loser. What's the name? The left eye lopers scooting along in the left lane, going seventy miles an hour when it's seventy miles an hour instead of moving to the right lane and letting the fast ass go by. No, they're good. I get deja vu of that every time I go up north. There's somebody and I'm like, what why are you hogging the left lane and going that many miles an hour? Pass and move over. People pass don't know. Glory, and move over. People don't know that. They, they are little rock. They are little rock blockers in the road of uh, the highways, and traffic would move so much better if they weren't. You know, if you can't keep accelerating, that's what I get accelerousal for. You do. I get all worked up about that, and I, I, I that can, surprises I me because swear you're such in a-, a lot of different ways. Because Julia, it's politeness. Oh, I know it is. It's politeness. It's, so it's manners. It's manners. It's car manners. It's car it's manners, left-hand and they car count. Manners. That's right. They do count. They do, and just like honking is not rude, that is how you communicate. But someone flipped flipped me off when they, we were waiting at a light just here the other day, and I'm like, I just want you to turn so I don't miss the light. Yeah, and I gave them a good amount of time to look yeah, up and yeah, see the light. Yeah, well, you know what? They really should appreciate your slight tap, wakey wakey right. wake. They gave, they were having accelerousal. Yes, sure and were. their middle finger popped up, <laughs> and otherwise known as a road <laughs> erection. Okay. <laughs>
Gosh, I love that song. I love Jan Pulling's voice. That's Turn the Radio On by the Suburbs. And, uh, of course, Chandler is supposed to be calling us right now, so I was letting the music go because I was hoping Chandler would turn the radio on mm-hmm. and hear his song play. Right. <laughs> but, and, of course, Love is a Lar theme song yes. is a suburb song yes. that you hear every day here. Yes, you do. And, uh, yeah, when you were gone Friday, Julia, uh, we played the new Suburb song. They've got a new album coming out. I think it's July second. It's called it Poets Party, and right. but they teased us with uh, their first single, and uh, we had like one good dance track, and I think we liked three of the six songs we played. But this, uh, yeah, the song uh, "Summertime" is okay. what it's called by the Suburbs. We, I think, all three: Stephanie March, Rocco, and I. Am I recalling that correctly? We were all like, yes, yeah, that is a new good, song. Yeah. That is a good groove. So anyway, so I don't know where the hell he is, but while we're waiting for him and before yes. we play that song, Madonna has announced Who? that Madonna? the, the Mada- Madam X tour concert film is going to be happening in October. It'll be released Tell me in the if you're fall. excited about this. Now, we just saw Pink's kind of... Documentary. Did you watch it? No, I didn't watch it, but I heard it was really, really, really good. good. Mm -hmm. It's so good. But but Madonna's, I wonder, you know, you saw Truth or Dare. Who hasn't seen Truth or Dare? Yeah, I know. We all saw that. Mm -hmm. Um, So what do you expect from this one? Well, it was a 75-date run, and it was... a lot of, a lot of dra- drama behind the scenes, she a lot of show hip. cancellations due to reoccurring knee injury yep, and then COVID. Yep. And um, I remember hearing Andy Cohen, who's a huge Madonna fan, talking about it, about the concert and not really liking it. Yeah. So, but I would watch it. Yeah, you would. I'd, I, I would. I would only after you told me if I would like it. Yeah. Because yeah. I'd let you be my critic. Okay. Yeah, I'd, I'd go through your eyes on Madonna things. Yeah. So she's, uh, Madam X is coming in October. I just can't wait for Madam X to just be retired from every everywhere. I just think how exhausting. I know somebody talked Madonna into that eye patch and nothing else the girls committed. Yeah, she got a tattoo. <laughs> Yeah, a but little, I mean, uh, yeah, to wear an eye patch when you don't have to wear an eye patch. Try, just try walking around with an eye patch. One eye, <laughs> it's, was, it's you know what? Yeah, it's it's discombobulating. You yes. know, it's funny because um, my son's girlfriend and I were playing against him in badminton. He was badminton. He mm-hmm. just kept killing our killing yeah. us. And I'm like, we need to go get the pirate eye patch. Right, you only should play with one eye because you're. You're kicking our butt so bad. And we just started laughing. Like, where's the pirate eye patch when you need it? And I said, I'll go get a bandana. I said, right. Mom, we don't have an eye patch. And I said, I'll find something because oh, you're so funny. good. But you really, you know, you can't see. But she really was committed. It drove you crazy. Oh. <laughs> I just wonder how good it would be. Because she referred to herself as Madam X. And yeah, I just, these Rocco, egos. here's my theory about Madonna. Okay. Like, if you're Madonna or if you were Prince or if you're somebody iconic, yeah. you're Cher. You don't have to try that, that hard. You don't. You just have to be yourself. And you don't need to come up with characters and, yeah. and all that. I'm like, you're flipping Madonna. And especially so late in life to come up with a character. Well, I, don't, I don't think there's well, any I mean, age she's already for made that. It. Yeah, but I mean, you're just Madonna. And this like this alter ego lady who lives in Portugal. And, 
you not know, LA. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It just was like I. It, it felt like work to be a part of Madame X's world. I just rather be part of the Madonna music scene, whatever's happening. Yeah, and according to Pink, mm-hmm. it's volatile. Madonna. The Madonna world. Oh, does she talk about it? Oh, she thing? does. She, one okay. of the things she said in the documentary because her team. All of her, she has, she employs 235 people. So the dance world is small. It, besides dancers, all the pe- production people, all of the musicians, everybody, yeah. she's kept her team together for 10 years. Wow. And she's made a dig kind of like, not like Madonna, who's always out trying new, you know, dance and new choreography around the world all the time. Yeah. You know, where you don't know if you're going to have a job kind of thing. So it was a nice dig. Yeah, nice. It was a nice dig in there, but she's okay. like, we're a family and this is us and we keep collaborating together and doing everything. I am ready for Pink to be the halftime. Oh, she's so good. She would be amazing. I, she, I think she she's so... Before? No. No. Mm-mm. I feel like she... I feel like she has, but no. she hasn't. All right, mm-hmm. so if Chan isn't, we're waiting for Chan polling. I who knows what's who knows? going on in in in, in Chandler in Chandler polling world. world. But one of the things for people to know is they um, do, like you said, Lori, have a new album coming out July second, and um, the you know we had on um, Mick Sterling last week one day. Um, and he's talking about the relief sessions or mixed stock, as I like. Yes, mixed stock. <laughs> and so on June 21st, I don't know if it's sold out yet. The suburbs will be performing yes. in the relief sessions in Burnsville. Yeah, so that's another fun. way because I think the seventh entry thing is sold oh, that's out. Long sold out. So that's another way to see them. Like in a half hour, or it something. probably Not did. That many seats. It probably did. In other, I have a little. I have a little trivia question for you guys on the music scene I'm, today. Because uh, fifty-seven years ago today, Rocco Rolling Stones Lori arrived in America to begin their American first American tour. Mm-hmm. And where do you think their first performance was? New York. Mm-mm. The Rolling Stones came where? Is it 57 years ago today? Mm-hmm. Uh, so Miami. That... No, it was in a high school stadium in Lynn, Massachusetts. What? There's so a they good... weren't even big yet, of course. No. Yeah. Right. No. Because they the played first... out at, right. in Excelsior yes. at the old ballroom or whatever it right. was called. I don't know. So that's a little music. 57 mm-hmm. years ago today, they did not start out in New York City. Lynn, in a high school we stadium. Were, yeah. We wouldn't have been old enough, Julia. We, you know what I'm saying? I would. Whenever you'd be a would year I be old. born? Yeah, right. Would I <laughs> <I'd> be born? <laughs> I don't. I, this is a math problem right, right now. I don't know how to answer this one correctly. Right. What's the right answer? We need to give a shout out to the big fish who's you know has a birthday today. Oh, my yeah. mom. We should have played her in the club. Oh, Jan is that oh, here? Oh, Jan, are you here? Chandler, we need to get you a watch. What? We're going to get you a watch. I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. That's okay. We promoted you for eight I... minutes. You can have two. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's all I need. What's up? Chan. Uh, what? Are you on? Am I on the air? You are. You that's, we have a radio show. Yep. You're, you're <laughs> on the air. We played Turn the Radio On because we love that song. We've been waiting for you before we play your new song, Summertime, although we did play it last Friday here on this very station. We like oh, it. Oh, awesome, awesome. Well, hello. 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 
boys and girls. Chandler, how how are you? Uh, oh my god! Yeah, so we late. we can't wait to see you in person. We're not taking guests in studio, but um, soon, soon we hope. And um, can we just say that your um, my pal Fritz, your your note that letter that you had about Walter Mondale and MSP Magazine was just so sweet and wonderful. And we're sorry for your loss. Yeah, thank you, thank you. He was a great guy. And you wrote such a lovely, yes, you know, so you're lovely. such a good writer, both in songs and in stories. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I, I, I was, you know, it was hard to write, but good for me to write, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell well, us. We were, we were pals. It just sounded like such a cool relationship, and I love the term pals. Mm-hmm. Today is National Pen Pal Day, by the way. In case, oh, good. Yeah. You know, um, tell us a little bit about the new album, Poets Party. Oh, okay. Well, we started this, you know, we our last album was Hey Muse, and it came out in 2017, I think. So, you know, 21, three, four years later, we, you know, it's time to make a new record. I, actually, that never is really a time for me. It's just kind of um, when the songs are together, I start to go in the studio and put them together. And it was a challenge during COVID because... You know, you know, because of COVID. Right. But, um, we, uh, we 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 started by I would come in with an idea, and then I'd bring one or two people in, and we'd kind of talk about it and work out ideas, and then we'd record, and then another person would come in and we record, and we were wearing masks, and we we had a, spe- a separate room that people were could go into, and you know, we we did it. We put together this uh, brand new set of twelve songs. And it's a new Suburbs album, studio album, which is kind of a rare thing. I think we've in 40 years we've made Sounds nine, like eight or nine of them. Chan, do you feel like you're sure. talking at the bottom of a fishbowl? Or is it just us listening, hearing you that way? I, are you, I, are, I can't hear myself back. I can oh, oh, okay. Loud and clear. Okay, I'm on my cell phone. Oh, you're breaking up. Can we just try this? Let's listen to. Let's All just right. listen to summertime, and then maybe Chan, you can get like Rocco, summer. Your, Rocco, Rocco and you can something. reconnect. Okay. All right. Here's summertime. Mm-hmm. Isn't good? Mm-hmm. Could this be our song of the summer? It's really good. We need one. I know. Mm-hmm. Summertime by the suburbs. I like this. I like this. Is Mr. Bowling back with us, Rocco? He called back. We're still having kind of the same yeah, issues. Yeah, we are. But you want to give it a shot and we'll just wrap up? I'll yeah. put it Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, um, Chan, we love that song, Summertime. It's so, so good. Oh, awesome. It's so good. I, John Bream called it a dreamy, um, horn-punctuated dance pop whirl, and I think that is a perfect description. Lori couldn't have said it better herself. That's right. (laughs) I mean, you are such a good writer. Thank you. You really are, Jan. I mean, really, I'm just always amazed at how talented you are. 
Can, can you hear me better now? Yes, we, can, we, we can totally hear way can. Better. We totally can. Here's so. a quick thing, because you guys are going to perf- be performing in Burns at Burnsville Relief Sessions on June 21st. Is this going to be the first time you guys are performing live? Oh, no, you, you, you did, did it last, last year. 19. Labor Day. June 19th. June 19th. Mm-hmm. Oh, the date's mm-hmm. right here. Okay, mm-hmm. June 19th. Okay. Yeah, go go to the reliefsessions.com. Find June 19th. The suburbs are headlining. Um, we're out in a big parking lot, but, um, now the, you know, everything's been lifted. So yeah. you don't have to be in your car. You can w- stand in the lot and there'll be, you know, food and beer and stuff. Right. And it'll be a great show. I think you can do, you know, thousands of people if we want. So yeah. get in there and get your tickets. I know right. that would be really fun. And then what made you guys decide? Did you just want to, because the suburb i mean the the suburbs played there when you guys started but what made you want to do the gig in the seventh street entry such a limited amount of people I, it's just a publicity <laughs> thing it? you know i mean it, it but it's also um it's also kind of wanting to give back to first avenue mm-hmm. first avenue well, they asked us if we'd do it and i, I just said yes because they've done so much for us so mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, I love it, but we know that that's like, you know, that those tickets went just like that. They were, boom, gone. Yeah, they were gone in a few minutes. So, yeah. But, and uh, when we priced them high, but people good. still did it. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, that's good. That's good. That would be amazing to be in there because you guys are so fun uh, to see live. The oh, energy. it'll be a blast. Yeah. Be a, but we're going to do the new album, the whole new album so we do 12 new songs and you know whatever half a dozen other of the hits so it'll, yeah. be, it'll be a unique show yeah well we'll see you on june 19th yes, in burnsville that's where you'll Dude. see us yes you will awesome you guys are so kind to me and, and thanks for playing the song and um i love you we'll, we'll keep playing it too we'll keep playing and summertime. next time we'll see you soon yeah good all okay, right. sorry I was late. That's right. okay. Don't worry about it. The new album, Poets Party, July 2nd. The Suburbs. Check them out online as well. When we come back, it's time to Hollywood speak. Hollywood! Hollywood speaking! What is the meaning of this? Julia, what does it mean? What does it mean that Costco is bringing back free samples? It means people can start touching food and getting handouts again. The world is healing. It is. The you're not going to wear a mask and stay away from each other. I love that. When does that start? They are in early Jones in June. Americans, early Jones. yeah, in early Jones in early June. Americans can once again bring their club cards and their appetites to the drafty aisles of Costco as the plastic glove do-gooders do their thing and uh, pass out t- tasty bites. I mean, that is a big deal there. Whenever mm-hmm. you go, the li- people who gather around the, the food handlers is I know is somebody kind of amazing. who does, plans their day around it if it's the co- sample day. Oh, yeah. Serious? And apparently Costco is already known for super high standards of food safety. Oh, yeah. Did you guys know that? Did not. Yeah. I believe it. Add that with increased COVID. I think it's yeah. never been safer to have a sample. Oh. Anyway, it's coming back. Let's do this, folks. Their chicken salad is so good. Let's show them that we are worthy. Everybody yes. get their shots. Anyway, the so anyway, that's kind of made me laugh. Okay, uh, Takika Watiti reportedly got in trouble with Marvel execs for those makeout pictures with Rita Ora and Tessa Thompson. 
Okay, whatever you just said to me, I'm not quite I'm not sure. sure that's how you Because I was on vacation all weekend. Did I I think so. Yeah, and I was on vacation, so I don't know about the makeout photos. Oh, no, we talked about it. This was early last week. Remember? You weren't did... here early last week. Oh, yeah, maybe. And you talked about it with yourself, maybe. Maybe on Wednesday. <laughs> he was, he's directing Thor. Got it. In Australia. And it's Chris Hemsworth, Natalie Portman, Tessa Thompson. He was like on a balcony and okay. he supposedly dates Rita Ora. Okay. And he gave turn. He had both of his arms around both Tessa uh, Thompson and Rita. and Rita. Okay. And gave them each a long, lingering kiss? French kiss. Wow. Yeah. So people were like, Thruple? Right, right. Thruple alert. Thruple? Thruple alert. Mm-hmm. Well, according the the Marvel bosses have uh, rec- reprimanded uh, him. He's from New Zealand. He's a Kiwi. Okay. And uh, the behavior exhibit is not what they're looking to project with one of their biggest franchises. And the photos, quote, quote unquote, crossed a line for the Marvel bosses. Well, you know, a three-way makeout line is crossing the line. Have they looked at <laughs> Thor? Have they really looked at what's going on? I know. I'm just Rocko trying to... in these movies. Yeah, I don't. This doesn't seem like that big. Honey, this is nothing. Horny geeks are part of the universe. There's a show on TV called Seeking Sister Wives or something. Oh no, there's yeah. all sorts of okay, but threesomes I, and okay. polygamy. And yeah, let's stuff. be real. Okay, all right. I'm just going to speak from a corporate standpoint. They want you all to right. save your stunts for the marketing time, that's Tika. Right. You did that's, it a year that's early. That's what I'm just going to say. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Save your making up for when we really need it, dude. It was kind of a hot picture. I I had to admit I. I zeroed in on it. You did, well, this is not shocking. No, you zero in on any picture where there might be something well, going on. I wanted to see if it was a friend. All right. Like a peck, you know, like you can just kiss someone on the lips and it doesn't have big meaning beyond just a nice. Mwah. But no, lips were apart. Okay. Lips were apart. Lips were apart. apart and the tongue was flickering. Okay. So it wasn't a Hollywood kiss. No. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-mm. They were making out. It was pretty hot. Okay. Okay, but the Marvel, they're like, dude, stop it. But it's Thor, Love and Thunder. What the hell? Very strict about their image. Okay, Kate Winslet, she says this. She says, my husband, Edward Abel Smith, is a superhuman, super hot, stay-at-home dad. And I'm like, who's Edward Abel Smith? It's the former rock and roller. Ned Rock and Roll. Mm-hmm. He's changed his name. <laughs> He came to his senses mm-hmm. and decided that the kid didn't want to introduce. This is my dad, Ned, Rock and Rolla. Ned Bear. Ned Rock and Roll. Yeah. Bear didn't want to be at school. His seven-year-old uh, with Kate Winslet. And, and this is my dad, Rock and Rolla. Yeah. yeah. Let's all roll our eyes. Yeah. We know he went through that phase. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that was his name. They've been married nine years. And they met on Necker Island during the fire when Kate Winslet saved his grandmother. Or maybe great grandmother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good memory, Julia. No problem. So got yeah. li- I remember all the wrong stuff. So <laughs> all the wrong stuff. Super hot, superhuman stay-at-home dad because they do have, like you said, a boy named Bear, Bear. Blaze. Bear Blaze. Bear, Bear Blaze. Blaze, get in the house right now. <laughs> I mean, you can see that Bear Blaze get home right now. <laughs> Wolf Samuel, where are you? Chicken Charlie, get in here. <laughs> <laughs> They're all coming around. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Okay. Uh, let's see. Jen Shaw's cousin sets oh. up a GoFundMe 
for Jen Shaw, and it's called Justice for Jen Shaw. We're asking 10,000 caring souls to donate $250 each Um, for this woman who has swindled millions of dollars out of the people, the poorest people, the people, most vulnerable people in the world. I hope no one gives her a dollar. Oh, same. Have you no shame, Jen Shaw's cousin? She'll say, I didn't say that. My cousin did it without telling me. She's facing decades in prison if you don't help her. I'm just like, oh. She's already paid part of that. She's already paid $120,000 of her own money and her legal fees. Well, you do the wrong, you got to pay the bills. There you go. We'll be back. This is Lori and Julia, My Talk, 106.1.